Getting hitched? There's a podcast for that, and you're listening to it. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast about all things wedding-y. And a lot, lot more, I'm told. <laughs> Welcome to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. I'm Alicia, the host. This is episode 89. We've nearly hit the 90s. I love it. Do you remember the 90s? I remember the 90s too well. I can say I met someone the other day that was born in the late 90s and I was like get fucked I am I feel really old. I remember the 90s, the Babysitters Club, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We've got a bit of uh do you remember Inspector Gadget? Not the new not the movie, I mean the original cartoon. Gosh, nostalgia. I'm such a sucker. Whenever something on BuzzFeed comes up about the 80s and 90s, and I'm not really old. I don't want you to get the impression I'm in my, you know, I'm not even going to say it. I'm in my 30s. Fine. I embrace it. My 30s have been great. But whenever anything comes up on BuzzFeed that is a little bit nostalgic about the 90s, I sort of pine for it. I know the 80s are probably cooler than the 90s, but a lot of fun stuff happened then. There you go. It was when the Olsen twins were actually just children, not billionaires. <laughs> whenever I see pictures of those little baby girls, you're just thinking, oh my God. You rule this school now, and you're a toddler on TV. There it is. Today's episode, well, I'm going to label this. I've labeled it a little bit. Uh, I've called it being wedding assertive, and it's really a big umbrella episode because sometimes I get so many great communications from you, which I don't really have a place to slot them in sometimes rather than just Q&A. So I thought I'd do a bit of a general episode. hope that's okay with you. I'm sure it is. Just listen and learn. Just kick back or don't if you're driving. And uh, we'll cover a lot of different subjects in this 25 or so minutes, maybe longer. Let's see how I go. I had a bit of a late night last night because I was up on Etsy. Etsy is like my new Pinterest. When I was planning um, our wedding, Pinterest wasn't around as much as it is now. And Etsy to me is something where I go on and I get sucked into this vortex of nice, cool stuff. Even though we live in quite a small apartment, I I think, oh, I could purchase this and it would make it even more homely. And to be honest, if I purchased everything that I added to my little favorites, what is it? Screen? Bin? It's not a bin. You know what I mean. You can add it to your Etsy shop favorites. Our house would be chock a block full of kitschy hipster stuff. But I do really love Etsy. And I've been posting now um, every day on the Facebook Save the Date Wedding Podcast Facebook page and Twitter. I've been picking my favorite Etsy finds and sharing them with you. And full disclosure, I'm an Etsy affiliate, which just means that I get a very small percentage of, uh, like a little, a little tip from Etsy to say thank you for sharing that with your people. And I really appreciate whenever you're on Etsy, if you can click through one of my links, you don't have to purchase what you're looking at, but if you do, um, it's a little thank you to me. So I thank you in advance for thanking me. How's that for that? <laughs> Should we get to the very first email, listener email that I'm going to share with you? It's a great one. It's actually from a lovely listener called Jennifer. Now she has shared quite a long email with me. I won't I won't read the whole thing. But there are two sort of sections that I would like to explore from Jennifer's letter because I think they're relevant to everyone involved uh, in planning a wedding, whether you are planning a wedding now or in the future. 
there are lots of different facets, emotional facets that I'm sure you have started to realize. Uh, and one of them is this, I'm so genuinely chuffed that people share these lovely sort of details and personal moments with me. And she said, hey, Alicia, uh, I'm Jen from Seattle, Washington, and have recently, and unfortunately late in the timing, have started listening to your podcast. With only 12 days left from the day, wow, that's crept up, uh, I don't think it's physically possible for me to listen to all of your episodes before then, but Lord, I will try. That's the spirit, Jen. I do love it. Just binge. It's like going on a Netflix binge. It's a save the date binge. <laughs> Um, my ceremony is in a zoo in front of the penguins and the reception is at the college we met at. And, uh, I like that she says we would have had to go through the zoo's exclusive caterer and that was way too overpriced. So that's very clever thinking. If you like a certain location, but then realize having the entire wedding there is, well, out of your budget or out of your uh, time limit as well, then get the best of both worlds. She says, the moment we got an estimate for the caterer for $9,000, I thought to myself, I'm crafty. I can plan a whole wedding for that much. I just love this very much. She says, uh, the ethical and green episode that just came out recently, which I'll have you know, was episode 83 of the Save the Date wedding podcast. If you are looking to plan an ethical or environmental, environmentally friendly wedding, or if you just want to go, hey, how can I make implement some of these things, make them happen, then I suggest you go back and listen to those episodes. She says that I wanted to share the wedding favours I picked. OMG, it really rang true to me. She says, I told my fiancé, I don't want some gimmicky shit our guests feel obligated to clutter their junk drawers with. Oh my gosh, we've all got a junk drawer. Where's yours? Just by the way, ours is in the kitchen. It's the bottom drawer. There are light bulbs, there are weird gifts that people have bought us from overseas that we don't really want to, again, throw away. There are bizarro keys and uh, restaurant menus. That's the junk drawer, just by the way. Uh, she says the guests feel obligated to clutter their junk drawers, like mine, and then feel guilty throwing it away two years later when they need to put some more shitty wedding favours in the drawer. On Etsy, I ordered recycled handmade paper hearts with seeds in the paper. Oh, that's good. Then I stamped our names on the front and the wedding date on the back. And she has attached a picture, and I'm going to share this via Twitter and Facebook today. And uh, she basically said that they took me an hour to do 150. That's stamping them. And guests can basically take them home and plant them in their gardens or on their balcony or in their kitchen, and they can grow the plant. And it's your special thing. The beautiful thing, I think, about these uh, stamp ideas is that they are totally recyclable because you actually plant the whole heart or whatever shape paper that you want to create out of these little seed papers. And also, it is something that they can remember you by by looking at that plant down the track. If it's in their garden, I think I've shared this with you before that I had a, a tree that we got at an opening of a hospital that my uncle worked at when we were kids. And we still go and look at that tree. We've all got our own tree. My cousins and I all planted our own trees. Mine has survived the most. It is huge. But every time we go back to my grandparents' house, we look at the trees and we say, oh, we got that when we were eight. And now 
as I said, I'm in my mid-30s. So perhaps using a very similar idea that lovely, lovely, Jen, the love of Lily, Jen uh, has suggested is a fabulous idea. And it also really draws upon the uh, giving back to the environment. When you are planting a tree, you can have some some new oxygen created on behalf of your couples. She also says uh, we are doing a barbecue place for catering. And they were going to bring plastic plates and plastic silverware. So we told them to keep that shit and ordered compostable plates and silverware. We also rented out tablecloths from a party rental place in that area. And I am super excited. And I feel that if the general population sees other people making an effort, they might too. Jen, I could not agree more with you about this point. And that's what I said in episode 83. My big message was you don't have to go super lefty, greeny, hippie, whatever wedding planning sort of, you don't have to do it all. I'm just saying if you can make one difference and perhaps communicate that to your guests or keep it under your hat, be very humble, be modest. But if you can go and take the steps to not having waste or not having, as Jen says, shitty plastic favors that no one cares about, if you can put that extra step of thought and commitment into planning an event that is carbon neutral or at least has less carbon bullshit attached to it, it's a really good thing. And you can feel smug and humble uh, at the same time. You feel smug about yourself and go, look, we're top people. Clearly, we care more about the world than other brides and grooms. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. (laughs) Jen finishes the email by saying we have created a completely unique wedding and we've come in under $8,000. Now, hear that. The original catering quote that Jen got was nine Gs. So she has pulled off the entire wedding for under eight grand. And that's still a lot of money for a lot of people. But the idea that she has actually said, listen, I don't need your fancy catering. I'm going to do it my own way. I'm going to call in favors and use the fact that you know she's getting married they're getting married at the college they met at do explore that if you are if you have a lovely college campus many colleges are open for people getting married on site especially if you are a graduate and you have maintained some sort you don't even have to maintain you're not writing them letters but you know if you have communication with them explore it because there are some amazing college campuses out there that have great on-site catering And also during the summer when they're not necessarily as busy, that's when you can actually go along and book a wedding and have a kick-ass wedding at your college, make it fancy, it's not full of students, and uh, really get ahead. Just an idea. I think it's a great idea. If you have a crappy college campus that makes you feel sad, avoid it. Very simple here. She says, we have a second-time wedding photographer co-worker. He's done a lot of other work, including people and social events, not just weddings. A friend who's a pro DJ and a friend that is a florist, we're getting the flowers the day before and including a lot of foliage, as I like to say, from my backyard. And my friend has a license for the flower markets. That's also another really good point, Jen. Sometimes you do need a florist accreditation especially in the bigger flower markets now I'm hearing, to actually get in the door. So if 
a lot of people go, hey, just go to the flower markets, get up at 5 a.m., which I don't necessarily agree with. But also do check ahead of time, if you are considering that, that you may not even get through the door without the appropriate accreditation. And a lot of the flower markets will now only sell wholesale. Um, so if you aren't purchasing, if you don't have some sort of retail accreditation as well, forget it. In short, Jen says a huge money saver is to hire your friends and find out what talents lay in their contacts. Thank you so much, Alicia. Love, Jen. Now, this is a great email. It was full of so much information. I really was just gagging to share it with you because Jen is the perfect example of a save the date listener. I think that you are all incredibly savvy. You are advantageous and you are risk takers and not in the dodgy way. I mean, these are people I hear from you every day. People are coming up with these wonderful money-saving ideas and time-saving ideas. And it's not just people that are getting married on a budget. I've got people, brides writing to me who I think are spending a lot of money, but who are also adding extra layers of personalization and care to their wedding planning. And that's what really excites me. You are the people that are posting wonderful pictures on Pinterest and getting repinned all over the place with these sort of sassy ideas that aren't necessarily your cookie cutter in the box ideas. And I love sharing that stuff with you. So if you have a similar experience for Jen, if you've saved some money, if you have utilized your wonderful, crafty and clever friends then please share it with me. I would love to share it with my listeners. As I read Jen's email about the little seed pods that she has, these beautiful stamped seed pods, I thought, crikey, that is such a terrific idea. And it's absolutely something I can see a lot of you taking on board. And the beautiful thing about the the stamped paper is you can make it any shape or any color. And uh, it's 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 a lovely touch that I haven't seen very much. So if you have something you would like to share with me, visit savethedatepodcast.com and uh, click on the link to connect. Send me an email. Again, if you have a photo or something wonderful to share, attach that too because I'd love to share that with my listeners. If you are following me on Facebook, it's Save the Date Winning Podcast is where you'll find me and also Twitter, Save the Date PC. I like to send out listener photos. If you share them with me and you're happy for me to share them with the rest of the Save the Date audience, absolutely attach photos as well. And after the wedding, I know a lot of you are like, after the wedding, I'll be doing something else with my life. But I would love to see the results of your wedding planning. It's it's like seeing my children get married in a weird way. <laughs> that sounded creepy, unintentionally creepy. But it is nice when people write to me, ask questions, and then send follow-ups with photos or just a little uh, little rundown of what happened on the day. It's really so satisfying. All right, after this, something else. I had to laugh after my Etsy binge and it really was a late night. Rich had gone to bed and I stayed up and that never happens, but I just got sucked in. I had to laugh that someone posted. Actually, it was Josh Withers, the wonderful wedding celebrant Josh Withers posted this and I felt it was very apt on Facebook. It was a little graph, a little graphic, um, can't even speak properly. This is a problem. And it said, here's something you need to know about me. And the graphic said, first I drink the coffee, then I do the things. 
And that's how I'm feeling today. Really have smashed the caffeine today. And that's fine. Not every day I do it. There it is. Speaking of the social media, I would love to share some tweets that you have shared with me. This one is from her lovely name is Rebecca Portsmouth. And I believe Rebecca might be a wedding photographer. She says, great save the date tips from Alicia at Save the Date PC, including where to get classy emailable templates. I actually thank you, Rebecca, for saying that because I think that the wonderful world of non-printable wedding stationery templates, oh, PDFs, all this sort of stuff is really becoming a lot more popular. Some people are still absolute traditionalists, traditionists, and they are people that, you know, want to do all the wedding stationery and printing. But if you are having a more cash wedding or if you have a theme that you are going to be using in your printed stationery but also would like to communicate with your uh, guests via email using, as I've said before, a MailChimp, a mail sort of an Aweber or MailChimp email service where you can bulk email all of your guests, which is a fabulous idea and so easy to keep up to date and maybe even send out a little wedding newsletter. Do that. Not too many. Don't go crazy. But occasionally, if you want to communicate en masse, it is a fabulous way to do it. Uh, also, if you want to work in the design of your printed, your wonderful printed invitations and stationery into an online situation, that's very easy to do as well. Just make sure you, if you are using a designer or if you're buying email emailable stationery from Etsy or, uh, or an online designer, ask them to include transparent PNG files. And that is when you are looking, this is now, I'm not getting too techy on you, but this is sort of some basic stuff that's very easy to pick up if you aren't a Photoshop person. A transparent PNG file is exactly that. It's an image that is transparent. So you can place it on any colored background and uh, it won't have a white background or a colored background already embedded in it. So that is great because if you have some graphics or some flowers or a monogram or something that is specific to your theme or graphic needs, a transparent PNG is fabulous because you can then place that image on any other background, for example, within an email template or a printable sign and reuse it. So that's something that I would say if you're communicating to a graphic designer, a lot of graphic designers, well, I would say 100% of graphic designers use transparent PNGs in their design and just simply ask them, can I have the design also in transparent form because I may wish to use it elsewhere? They might ask for an additional fee for this. Hopefully not because they're probably already giving it to you in a PDF format. So it's just saving it in a different file format. And that means you can then transfer that design into any other printable or non-printable or online format and uh, play with it. For example, if you are doing an email newsletter or an update and you have the beautiful, uh, maybe some floral touches that have been added to your wedding invitation, you can simply drag and drop them into your email template. You can do this in Gmail even. It's that easy. And, and create a nice HTML wedding template that you can reuse over and over again and it just looks a bit more stylized than a plain text template, which is a bit snoozers. 
There it is. It's very simple. I use MailChimp personally. It's just something I found very easy. Again, I have no affiliation with MailChimp, but they are free if you are sending out less than 500 emails. So unless you're having a crackerjack huge wedding, you can actually register for free and input all of your wedding guest email addresses from an Excel spreadsheet or a Google um, spreadsheet. You can simply drag and drop them into MailChimp And then you can send emails en masse, but beautifully designed emails. And again, with MailChimp, I don't have any particularly clever graphic design skills, but I can create quite spiffy looking emails that are nicely formatted and will look the same on any computer. So that's a suggestion. So thank you so much. Look at that. All from one tweet. I went on a bit of a rant. Rebecca Portsmouth at Becky Portsmouth um, tweeted that, that she likes classy emailable templates. And so do I. Natalie Macento at Nutty Nat 88 says, Totes amazeballs. My wedding question got answered by Alicia on Save the Date PC. She says, best podcast ever in, <laughs> in capitals. And then she's hashtagged at wedding. Thank you so much, Nutty Nat. You are gorgeous. And I'm delighted that you shared your, your question with me and I answered it. Very, very happy about that. Another tweet. <laughs> this one I like because it's true. It's from Sophie the Trophy. Great name. At Miss Sophie H, she says, loving this Save the Date podcast. Love that she's real and swears. My kind of girl. And she's hashtagged at bride, wedding and bridezilla. Look, look, Sophie the Trophy, I'm sure you're not a bridezilla. You're going to be a bride chiller after listening to this podcast. And yes, I do like the swears. And if you have gone back and listened from the episode Number one, you'll notice for the first 20 or so episodes, maybe less, I was beeping the swears until a lovely listener wrote to me and went, for the love of God, stop beeping the swears. They scare the shit out of me every time you do it. And we're all adults. Just get rid of it. If people don't like the swears, they won't listen. And this is true. This is what I love about producing podcasts is that I've done a lot of commercial radio in the past and you are not allowed to swear on the commercial radio or you get sacked. They fire you. And... It's hard because in real life, my language can be, as we'd say in Australia, a little blue, a little, a little trucker. So, you know, I do tone it down. I'm not disgusting. I don't want you to get the wrong impression. I can be very professional and restrain myself. And especially, as I said, in a live broadcast environment, I've done a lot of live television over the years where you sort of switch into this gear. And I always found when I'd enter the TV studio, I would just go, now, Alicia, this is a little voice in my head. Let's switch off the swears because, again, you're doing morning television where there are children and old people who take offence to nearly everything and conservative people who don't appreciate the swears. So switch it off. But I like in podcast land, I can say whatever I want and I appreciate that you appreciate me. So thank you. If you are in London town, I know a lot of you aren't, but bear with me. I am going to be at Brides the Show over the weekend of the 2nd and 4th of October. If you're listening to this in the future, I guarantee it, it was a great weekend. 
if it's now, well, we haven't lived it yet, but look, I'm guaranteeing something hasn't existed. I'm going to be there for the whole weekend. I'm actually a, a partner, which means I will be there periscoping live. So if you aren't in London, but you would like to maybe follow what I've been doing, and can I just say there are going to be some amazingly fun things, and I'm going to meet some pretty famous people, one of which I hope, gosh, look at me promising, but I know she's going to be there, and if she's going to be there... I'm going to shove a camera or microphone in her, in her face. I'm nervous even thinking about it. Jenny Packham, who designed Kate. I was going to say Princess Kate, but if you live in England, you're not allowed to say that. The Duchess of Cornwall, uh, you know, Kate and Wills. She did the wedding dress. She's going to be there launching her brand new this season's gorgeous dresses that I will pour at, no doubt. And I'm going to periscope that. If you haven't been on Periscope yet and you would like to have a look, basically it's a live video broadcast. It is fun. It is fabulous. You can communicate to the person that's videoing themselves. My, If you want to go on and have a look, you can find more information via my Twitter account, which is at SaveTheDatePC. But my Periscope account is just SaveTheDatePodcast. And I will basically be there. I'll be recording audio for the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. So you will see me. I'm going to walk around in a gorgeous Save the Date Wedding Podcast t-shirt with my logo on it. So no one thinks I'm just a random woman with a microphone. But also I'm going to periscope some of these amazing interviews. So it means you can, if you are sitting in California or Timbuktu, wherever you are, you can take part and actually watch what's going on. Brides Magazine, of course, is one of the most prestigious bridal magazines. I love it. I'm delighted that they have asked me to come along and be a part of it. And to be honest, here's a bit of disclosure. My very first podcast interview was this time last year, where I met the lovely Charlie Beard, who is a blogger and wedding planner called London Bride. Please check out her website. It's stunning. And also the delightful Karen from Smashing the Glass. I nervously approached these two wonderful ladies after seeing them do a live blogger Q&A uh, with, within the Brides of the Show. They had this sort of little area where you'd sit and go, excuse me, can I ask a question? And I very tentatively, nervously, could you imagine me being nervous? I do, I do get nervous, I promise you. But I approached them both afterwards and said, listen, I'm doing this thing. It's called a podcast. It's going to be about weddings. Could I beg of a time from you where we can meet and have a chat? And that's where it all began. And also Bruce Russell, the wonderful Bruce Russell. So what is exciting for me is that I will be interviewing all those wonderful people again one year down the track. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And also it's leading up to the 100th episode of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, which I I am woo, excited about. That was a silly noise. Okay, if you would like more information, also if you want to grab a two-for-one pass if you are physically going to be attending Brides the Show, just check the Save the Date Wedding Podcast Facebook page. I've got the code up there and uh, grab it. Otherwise, be a virtual attendee via my Periscope. Again, I will be sharing more information in the lead-up to the show and I'll be uploading all of the videos. If you can't watch live, the Periscope videos will be uploaded to my YouTube page and also to the Save the Date podcast.com homepage. Oh, there it is. What a great 
episode, if I do say so myself. It wasn't themed, but I covered a lot of shit. So enjoy. Again, please contact me, tweet me, Facebook me, or email me if you have a question, thought, or comment. Until Thursday, which is episode 90 of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Happy days. Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.